It's time for Defending the Faith with Pastor Kenny Word of Gospel Lighthouse Church in Bossier City. Defending the Faith uses foundational principles, fundamental teachings, and faithful preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to influence the world and strengthen believers in their daily walk. And now, here's Pastor Kenny Word. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Defending the Faith. We're so glad that you joined us on today's program. Now, my name is Pastor Kenny Word. I'm the pastor of Gospel Lighthouse Church. Now, our church is down in South Bossier City, and we're a non-denominational congregation. If you don't have a church home, we would love to have you come visit us, come join us uh, for one of our upcoming services. We have Wednesday night services at 7 o'clock p.m., and then on Sundays, we have two services on the Lord's Day. At 10.45 in the morning, we have our main service, and then we're a little bit old-fashioned. We have church at night. It's a 6 o'clock service, and honestly... It usually is the most powerful one. Uh, But if you don't have a church home, we want to make an invitation to you. We preach the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We preach that there is hope for every soul and that God's desire is to reconcile you to Himself through the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you need a church home, come worship the Lord with us at Gospel Lighthouse Church. Now, as we get into this program, we pray that this message is a blessing to you. We pray that God would speak to you, that it would be anointed and minister to you. And if you have any questions, you can always email me at kjcword, that's kjcword, at gmail.com. You can email me anytime. And now let's go ahead and get on into the message. God bless you. Luke chapter 12, beginning in verse number 22, the Bible says, And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body, what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are you better than the fowls? And which of you, taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? I'm going to pause right there for a minute and begin to, 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 to go into this verse right here. If you look back into verse number 22, the Lord Jesus said to take no thought for your life. Now, understanding what Jesus means when he tells you not to take thought for your life, it is talking specifically about worry, about being anxious, about being stressed out. It's about fear. It's about the cares of it. It is releasing the thoughts, the thought patterns. In fact, over and over through the Bible, uh, we see this word come up and about. And one of the things that we know is God said that his thoughts are above our thoughts. Amen. And what you see here, when when the Lord tells you to take no thought for your life, what he is saying is to not be and have anxiety, anxiety or stress or worry. All of us here in some form or fashion battle worrying. In some form or fashion, we all to a degree in some area, 
worry. And what he's talking about here is releasing that. Not just releasing it into the air, but specifically what we do with it. Is It makes all the difference in the world as to what you do with the worries that come upon you. Because all of us are going to worry about something. Some of you are worried about what time you get out of church. Some of you are worried about what you're going to eat. Some of you are worried about serious things, like where you may live. But all of us have worries. Some of you may be worried about a Super Bowl or a World Series or who's going to win a TV show. Some of you may be worried about how you're going to feed your kids. All of us have worries. And the Lord is speaking to the lot of them, to every single worry that we could possibly have. Watch this. He said, take no thought for your life what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. In other words, there is that which comes into the body, which is food, and that which goes on the body, which is clothes. In other words, the Lord is taking care of everything. The things that are in you and the things that are upon you. The things that you need. He's covering all bases when he says the things that come in and the things that come on. And so we have a choice in the matter. Now, the Lord tells us to take no thought, but you can certainly go home and take thought and worry about all of your situations. He's not going to force you to live in peace. He will not force you to have joy in your soul. This is a choice that you and I make on a day-by-day basis. Sometimes it's an hour-by-hour basis or a minute-by-minute basis. You can wake up in worry and end the day in faith, Or you can wake up the day in faith and end it in worry. It's how you process and how you handle these things that makes all the difference in the world. So what the Lord is talking about here is not worrying for the things about your life. Amen? Not worrying about the things of your life. One of the things that we do is we sit and we plot. We think about all the situations. If I do this, then they'll do that. And if I don't do this, then maybe they'll do that. Well, if I hold off on doing that, then the next time they may do this. That's called plotting. That's called worrying. That's running out all the situations and all the circumstances and letting them go over and over and over in your mind. This is an area that is outside of your control, by the way. This is not your department. There's a saying that we have, um, it's called, you know, run in your own lane. It's a nice way of saying mind your own business. <laughs> Don't worry about what somebody else is doing or not, is not doing. Mind your own business. Take care of your own soul. Run in your own lane. Amen? And the lane that the Lord is telling you to run in is a lane where you're not worried about what comes in your body or what comes on your body. It's to not worry about your daily needs. Hello. That's God's lane. That's God's business. Your business is to be faithful. God's business is to provide. You're going to see this. God, his lane is bigger than yours. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I think he can make sure that you can get some bread. Amen? The streets in heaven are made of gold. I'm sure he can make sure you got a place to stay. Amen? 
He's a provider. Kids, they sing this morning, Jehovah Jireh. This is the Lord who provides. Don't ever forget that. It's not you, and it's not because you hatched some amazing thing in your mind. And it's definitely not because you worried it into fruition. You're never going to worry something to pass. God brings things to pass. You don't worry things to pass. God brings those things to pass. God causes things to happen, not your worry. What you'll see in a minute is, is you're going to be living in one of two areas constantly. You're either going to be living in fear or in faith. That's what it boils down to. All of us are living in the hotel of fear or the hotel of faith. It, it, and, it, and it comes down to who you trust. Do you trust that God is good? We say something like that, but we don't understand what it really means to serve a good God. He loves you. He loves you more than you could ever understand. He loves you so much that you were so rotten. You were so vile. Even if all your sin was was to steal a piece of bubble gum, you were so rotten in God's eyes that he spared not his own son, but he gave his own son. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gospel. It's the gospel. God gave. God provided for you a way to have access to himself. You don't deserve it. Not only do you not deserve it, but you can't work it. God had to give it. You can't work some extra shifts and clean some extra floors and wash some extra dishes to get in God's good graces. God's good grace is when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. When you believe on his death, burial, and resurrection, you will then enter into God's grace. But not until then. That is where God's grace is available for you and me. But whenever we think that we can work it, we're on the wrong side. We're on the wrong side. Watch this. So we're, we are to take no thought for our lives. Now, again, this is talking and speaking to distrust. Distrust. Worry and fear. The life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. There's more than going on than what you think. Again, God's ways are higher than your ways. You may not understand why you didn't get that job. You may not understand why you can't afford a T-bone. You may not understand some certain things, but there's more to life than food and clothes. In other words, there's more to life than what you see and the things that your carnal mind thinks on. God's working things. Things are happening in your life because God is sovereign. And God is working all things together for the good of those that love him and are called by his name. God's causing things to work together for your good. Well, I should have got that job. 
God's working it together to make you a better person. I should have got that house. You don't know what would have happened if you would have got that house. I should have got, I should have married that person. You don't know what would have happened if you would have married that person. God works all things together for the good of those that love him and are called by his name. Consider the ravens. For they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn. And God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than fowls? And which of you taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? How many of you have ever worried and added something to your life because of your worry? You cannot. Nobody has ever, ever been able to do that. Nobody's ever been able to take thought and add one cubit to a stature. What's the Lord mean by that? What's the Lord mean? He means that you have never worried something into being. You see, what happens is when you worry, you move over into fear. And fear will freeze you. Faith will free you. Fear will freeze you right where you are. If you begin to go down the wor wor if you begin to go down that walkway of worry, you will get become frozen. You will think about all the reasons why you should or shouldn't do something. If you worry about something, you will think about all the extenuating circumstances. What happens if they say no? What happens if they tell me I'm fired? What happens if they tell me I got to move? What happens if they tell me they don't love me? What happens if they say this? What happens if they say that? What happens if the doctor tells me I've only got a month to live? Fear. You can, you, if, you, if you dwell on those things, you will be frozen in fear. The choice is yours. You can fold your arms and say, well, I'm just going to think about it. Well, you can just sit there and think about it and be frozen. You're not going to move forward in God until you release your fears and walk in faith. Well, I'm just happy where I'm at. Well, okay. But there's a better way. There's a better life. God's got a better plan. It always amazes me. The Bible tells us that in, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Understand that joy is completely different than happiness. Happiness is dictated by your circumstances. Joy overcomes circumstances. Joy comes from God. Joy comes from within. Happiness is from without. Happiness is when the circumstances are favorable. Joy cares nothing about circumstances. Joy comes from being in the presence of God. You can have joy in a horrible situation. I've seen it. I've experienced it. Funeral of somebody that I've loved. I've had joy there. I've seen it. I've seen true believers have the joy of the Lord while they're burying one of their loved ones. How is that possible? Because circumstances are not very good. But joy doesn't care about your circumstance. You see, it transcends it. 
And that's what I'm trying to get you to see, is that our circumstances of life, we've got to release unto God. That's God's department. Our department is to remain faithful. Our department is to remain true, to release those things to God. Amen? Okay, which of you taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If you then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? If you have never been able to worry one problem to be fixed, why do you worry about everything else? You've never worried one problem to be fixed. You've never let it sit in your stomach so long that it fixed itself. You've never sat on your bed and let it go over and over and over and over in your mind so long that it just, it's, it's fine now. That's not how it works. You've never moved one mountain by worry. You've never opened one door by worrying about it. And so if you've never done that, why do you worry about everything? Why do you worry about who's president? Why do you worry about who's not president? Why do you worry about what's happening in another country? Worry. Why do you worry about it when you can't even worry yourself a better job or a better house or a better car? You can't worry those things to pass. You can't worry somebody into the kingdom of God. You can't worry somebody into having peace with God. Right? You pray for them. You believe for them. You don't worry over it. You give it to God. That's God's lane, right? Our job is to pray. Our job is to believe. God is the one who converts the soul. God is the one who restores sanity. God is the one who restores peace. God is the one who brings joy to a soul who's joyless. See, the world out here is so vicious and so vile. It actually trains people to not have joy. It trains people to be let down. It trains people to brace for the fall. But with God, it's different. God takes you from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from mountain to mountain. God's never let one of his children fall. John chapter 10 says that we are in the hand of the Lord and no man can pluck us out of his hand. God's never let one fall. If you're his sheep, he's got you. You don't have to worry about it. It removes the worry. It removes the worry. It says in verse number 27, Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not, yet I say unto you that Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field, tomorrow is cast in the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? You see, we're talking about faith here. We're talking about faith or worry, anxiety or faith. 
This is about who you trust with the issues of your life. That's what this message comes down to. Who do you trust with the issues of your life? Because of all the things you've ever done in your life, you would have never been able to do them if God didn't help you do it. Any job you've ever worked, God gave you the ability to work it. Any problem you've ever figured out, it's because God put a little brain between your ears. Anytime you've ever helped somebody out, it's because God gave you the ability. Right? And it is faith that we're talking about. Oh, ye of little faith. See, we worry about things like clothes, but it's more than that. It transcends simply clothes. Transcends it. We're talking about the issues of our life. The issues of our life. It comes down to what you're believing and what you're trusting. What you're believing and what you're trusting. Verse 29. It says, seek not what you shall eat, what you shall drink, neither be ye of a doubtful mind. And we know from James chapter 1 that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Not some. A double-minded man, that means somebody who worries over something. If you're not releasing something to God, it will cause you to be unstable in all other areas. You've got to get to the point where you completely trust God. That's what he's looking for. If you don't trust God in one area, you don't trust God at all. You've made up a God. If you don't trust God with everything, you trust him with nothing. Because what that shows is, if you've got a good job and you say you trust God with your finances, you don't. Right? Wait till you don't have a job. Then let's see if you trust God with your finances. Right? It's, isn't it different? It's different? It's easy to say. It's easy to say, oh, yeah, God is my provider when you've got a nice job. What happens when that job runs out? God's still your provider, isn't he? That's where trust kicks in. That's where the rubber meets the road. What about, you know, when our health, when our health fails us, God's still our healer? Amen? Amen? Doesn't matter what a doctor says. You're not going to leave this earth a day before God wants you to. And you're not going to stay a day later than God wants you to. It's appointed unto man wants to die. Appointed. That means God has appointed a day for you to die. In case you're not familiar with this, one day you're going to die. You're not going to live forever. There will be a day that you enter into eternity, either eternal damnation or eternal life, all dependent on, as the Lord Jesus said in John chapter 3, whether you're born again. Every one of you here were born once. Maybe everyone and maybe not everyone in here has been born twice, though. Being born twice is when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and he saves you. Born of the Spirit is what we're talking about. Born from above. And only those that have been born twice will experience eternal life. 
Look at what this says. Neither be ye of a doubtful mind. A doubtful mind. You know that the mind is where the enemy wears you out. The enemy will cause you to think things that aren't true. And if the enemy can cause you to think things that aren't true, he's got you where he wants you. He's got you where he wants you. He can strike fear in a fearless warrior through the mind, through the mind. Whenever Israel came into the promised, well, whenever they were coming into the promised land, Moses sent the 12 spies to go see it. The 12 spies venture over there, and if you remember the story, two of the spies, Caleb and Joshua, they say, hey, it looks great. We can do this. God's with us. Ten of the spies, though, they said, we're grasshoppers in their eyes. They're giants. They're bigger than us. We can't do this, right? Well, God had told them he would fight for them. God had told them that he would give them the land. In fact, what God says in Deuteronomy is little by little. He said, little by little, I'm going to give you this land. That's what God said. But fear in their mind overrode what God said. The fear in their mind overrode what God said. Little by little, whatever. We're grasshoppers in their eyes. How did the enemy get to them? Through their mind. They began to doubt what God said. Right? They began to doubt what God said, and that is the doubtful mind that the Lord Jesus is talking about right there. Where you're wishy-washy, back and forth. Wishy-washy. You know what kind of a Christian a doubtful mind makes? Flaky? Carnal? Up, down? Look at them wrong? They run out the door. Right? When we're unstable in all our ways, we can't hide it. But see... God can restore to you what somebody has inflicted upon you. Somebody may have inflicted upon you hurt in the heart. Somebody may have broken your trust. Somebody might have broken your heart. Somebody might have done you wrong. But God hasn't. And God is the one who restores his children. God is the one who restores his children and he's looking for those that have been hurt, those that have been broken, those that have been neglected, because the Bible says that our God draws nigh to the brokenhearted. Our God draws nigh to the brokenhearted. Those broken hearts come through circumstances when people have let us down. And I dare say that everybody has been let down by somebody at some point. So what do you do? Do you hold on to the pain or do you release it to God? And that's where you'll find who you trust. All these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your father knows that you have need of these things. See, everybody, everybody that's ever been born seeks and worries after the issues of life. But God's children have a promise that God will provide for us. 
God's children have something to hold on to in the midnight hour when everything else is going wrong and nothing is going right. God's children have a promise that they can stand on. God's children have something that they can grab hold of. That is that God's got me. God has me. God has my back. God is sustaining me. God is lifting me. God is delivering me. God is my rock, my refuge, my strong tower. God is there when no one else is. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us today on Defending the Faith. I'm Pastor Kenny Word. I'm the pastor over at Gospel Lighthouse Church. And we want you to know that we would love for you to come visit us. Our address is 4350 Panther Drive in Bossier City. We're a non-denominational congregation. Listen, we meet on Sundays at 1045 in the morning, and then we also have Sunday night services at 6 p.m. Then you can find us on Wednesdays. We have a Bible study at 7 p.m. But we hope to see you at one of our upcoming services, and we're so thankful that you joined us on the radio today. If you have any questions about the program today or a past episode, you can email me. I'm Pastor Kenny at kjcword at gmail.com. That's kjcword at gmail.com. Until we see you again, may God richly bless you. You have been listening to Defending the Faith with Pastor Kenny Word of Gospel Lighthouse Church in Bossier City. Defending the Faith uses foundational principles, fundamental teachings, and faithful preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to influence the world and strengthen believers in their daily walk. Gospel Lighthouse Church is located at 4350 Panther Drive in Bossier City. Go to churchlighthouse.com for more information. And please tune in again next time for Defending the Faith.